Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. And this is Amir. Welcome back to Music Junkies. So this is Season 6, Episode 3. The first one, me and you did together with uh, the incredible journey of August Burns Red and Fit for a King, which was fucking awesome, by the way. Uh, then the, the Episode 2 I did, which you guys will already know what that is by this point. But um, today we're both back, and... I felt like in a, I felt like in a Foo Fighters mood, so I figured you know instead of trying to pick an album to do because they have nine of them now with Medicine and Midnight releasing this uh, earlier this year, I figured you know what I want. Let's just do let's do the greatest hits album. It's got all their best tracks up until you know 2009, which is when uh, the album was released. So uh, there's 16 tracks on this, so this episode is gonna be split into two parts. So this consider this part one. But let's go ahead and get started so we don't waste any additional time. But we're gonna start off with uh, one of them one of the most amazing tracks all my life. And all of these are like for some reason all of these are like official music videos. So hopefully they won't have too many of delayed starts. Two, man. I don't think I can. I can think. I can never imagine him with short hair again. I can't either. I know Dave and them stated that uh, this when they were recording their fourth record, which was this uh, one by one. This is the record they actually disliked the most. Really? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had a, they had a bit of a difficulty during production, and they felt like they could have done a lot better with what they did. I think it was just the production of it. Like, just they probably struggled a lot, you know, making so, a lot of the songs. When did you start listening to them? Do you remember? I have no clue when I started listening to them, but I think it was probably when I was in middle school, to be honest. It's probably about the same for me. When I first heard the most memorable track, like Best of You, The Pretender, Learn to Fly. I think Best of You and Learn to Fly are like still my top two favorites of all time. Oh my god. That song is just so iconic at this point. This should have been in like the remake of the Tony Hawk Underground. It should have. Or what the first game the first game was. Uh Tony Hawk Underground. It was one of those, I can't remember. Rolling around on the fucking ground. 
never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the road. All night long, I dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost, when I'm done, done, all of the next one done, done, and all of the next one done. Just, just hearing, listen to these tracks is bringing back so many memories from 10 years ago. I gotta say, man, one thing I love about Dave is his, his ability to switch between like that raspy singing voice he's best known for and a more softer like, so like, like that, like that. <laughs> I wanted to get that logo tattooed on me a while back. The Foo Fighters Greatest Hits logo. I never went through it though, but maybe maybe one of these days I should. Like not the red color and the not the red color, but the 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 Foo Fighter logo right there. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That brought, that brought back so many memories, dude. That's what this whole album is going to do. Well, look at the next one, dude. Best of You. Like, Best of on, You. Bro, that, 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 that's, that's, my, that's probably my favorite song by them still. Let's go, let's go ahead and move on to Best of You. This is track number two. Yeah, there's one. I forgot there's one thing about this music video is that the volume is off. So I, can, I, I noticed it. You can hear it's a little bit lower than usual. Has it always been like that? It's only for the music video. It's fine in every other video. Yes. <laughs> Me and Tony made a meme about that a long time ago. See, it picked up now. Yeah. I would listen to the song every day, ten years ago. Too strong to lose. The lyrics are powerful too, dude. Rest again, but I break loose. My head is giving me life or death, but I can't choose. Never are, they, are they considered? Are, are they in the Hall of Fame or not? Or were they? Or they? They're getting inducted in October. Damn, deserved. Yeah. Nirvana got inducted back in 2014. almost here by the way. I just got a notification it's like 10 stops away. The 
Taylor's up there fucking shredding it on the drums. The song would make me sad sometimes when I used to listen to it, but at the same time it would be like I would be like so fucking happy at the same time. It's kinda hard to explain it. So like so well done, man, you just gotta appreciate it. This is like something you would hear at the end of a TV show. I know. Like, after 10 years of running. Like, instead of, uh, not even that, like, like instead of, like, the end of Spider-Man 1, instead of, uh, Zero. Okay, this play, damn. I'm getting tired of starting again. Maybe I'll cover a Foo Fighters song too. I'll pick the right one though. There's nothing to hate. There's nothing to hate about this song. It's just, it's just perfect rock song. So you just gotta love everything that you mm-hmm. His experience, like his his past experiences with Scream, with Nirvana, collaborating with other musicians over the years has probably shaped him pretty well. song even till today oh man now we're gonna get into some more interesting town tour we're gonna go to everlong that's track number three you gotta love when bands come out with great albums because i mean every song on there just gets you want to know something interesting i read about this back in 2009 i remember i was in uh i was in my first period of class for uh, my sophomore year. I remember I took a computer class. And now we're on to Everlong, everyone. I just wanted to let you guys know that. But I remember I was on the computer. And I was doing, I was looking up stuff about this album. And I remember reading something that Dave said where he's like, this album, even though it's called The Greatest Tits, he wouldn't call it that personally because he feels, at the time, he said he felt like they haven't written The Greatest Hits yet. Multiple albums later, they got more hits. I've waited here for Taylor. <laughs> and waste away with me. Down 
That was that was kind of strange. trying to figure out what the hell we're watching. I know, dude. This video is so random. Now, there is speaking right there, but I never, uh, I can never fully figure out what they were saying. I was only I able to pick out. All I heard was something about watch over our heads while we sleep. That's all I was able to make out over, over the years. Oh, I thought he was swinging a sock. They're like nunchucks. <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was swinging a sock. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the hands like? I don't what know. Is this music I really don't know what to say to that. Great song, but what in the world was, I was, I was with that video? I was in rhythm with that whole with that song the whole time, but the music video was really throwing me off. <laughs> oh, look what's next. The Pretender. The Pretender. So now we're going to move on to track number four of this greatest hits album. It's The Pretender. This is when shit was really starting to pick up. This was 2007. This was their... Uh, this, their sixth studio album. It was two years after uh, In Your Honor, which is when Best of You came out. Not sponsored. I love the music video for this song, too. Yeah. And how it all takes place, really, in just this one room. Yeah. Pretend. 
Now Dave's starting to look a little bit more like he does today. Yeah. Beard ain't that big though. Yeah. Are you ready? I love these lyrics right here. I'm the face that you have to face, never in your stand. I'm what's left, I'm what's right, I'm the enemy. I'm the hand that take you down, bring you to your knees. Who are you? Are you? Shit's about to go down. <laughs> The calm before the storm. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> with that chord. Come on. Let's do it. A memoir of my life written in red ink. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they combine those two those two uh, those two tones together right there. Yeah, that new album was called Hail Satan. Like T-I-N. Oh, man. 
I'm having like a great time so far. Like we're literally uh, like this. We're having a blast right now. All right, let's go and move on to track number five, My Hero. One of the first songs I ever listened to by them when I first discovered them. Some accidents can't be avoided. Yes, clearly. Clearly some accidents can't be avoided. Like running into these fucking nerds! I haven't seen the music video for this in a while, but I think it's like there's a building on fire. Yep, there it is. Music video is interesting. It's just him being a hero. Saving people's lives in a burning building. I'm glad the dog was saved. Because I have two dogs. And I wouldn't want anything to happen to them. Here's that solo I was telling you about earlier. So you remember in the in the Skin and Bones version, there's the you had the piano playing. So right here, it's the guitar. And here's the drums pickup. Neat. 
as he goes. The song used to bring tears to my eyes. Yeah, very sad, man. Yeah. Like, I, I always imagine seeing them in concert and having this the last song be they play. What did he grab? A picture. Here comes the the let the one and only legendary. I love my hero though. My hero is like one of my all time favorites. There's like there has there's hardly been any song that they've you know made that I haven't liked, if any. But let's go on and move on to this is your favorite track, isn't it? Learn to fly. Pretty much. All right, track number six. We got two more after this. I don't think I've ever seen them. Well, no, I think isn't the music video just all Dave? I think it's all Dave, like in a plane, yeah. and he's playing all the, <laughs> playing all the uh, all the characters. Well, most of them. Anyway. All right, now we're moving on to learn to fly. After this, we have two more tracks, and then we'll be done with part one. Jack, Jack Black. Black. <laughs> I think Dave plays a woman in this too. He's laughing with himself. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Run the town of the angel. This could take all night. Fuck the music video. See, they play passengers and they play themselves like in the band. Another another good shot right there. I know. The song fucking amazing. Did you see that um that video that uh, some people did a couple years ago where they, where all they had gathered. they all gathered to play this song? Yeah. That was one of the most incredible things I'd ever seen. I wish I wish I could have been there for that. That would have been like probably the best day of my life. I know. Just try to ignore it and we'll listen to the track. <laughs> Cringy. <bro>. <laughs> 1899. <laughs> Looking 
bags, man. Keep music videos. I really wish like I, I could hear them play this at a concert. I know. That was weird. Maybe I'll cover this song. Taylor's over there shredding it up. Yeah, that song, 1999. It was like right before the start of the century. Jesus. It's crazy. crazy. 1999, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I was five. And the weird part is like when I when I got to five years old, that's when I started actually remembering music. Yeah. Like the first song I remember listening to was Drive by Incubus. And it was the same year that this song came out. I'm old. <laughs> I'm like th- this song is like uh, what is it 21 years old now something like that wow anyway now we're gonna move on to track number 7 which is times like these I love this track because when Waiting on a War came out from Medicine to Midnight I instantly got vibes from this song because the way that the way Waiting on a War was constructed it reminded me so much of times like these and you remember how that song sounds right so i want you to listen to times like these and see if you can hear the same comparisons i do to waiting on a war did you know how much i don't give a shit not sponsored It sucks that they have to charge you like premium prices just to not get ads. Like fuck you, you didn't make yeah, the content. Bullshit. This is the song that I could listen to on the road. Like imagine you're you're like in a top down car, like on a road, and just driving. This was on uh, their fourth record too, uh, one by one, which is the one that they didn't like the most. I wonder if it was just as difficult to record it, or like, I don't think it was a conflict with the band. I don't think the band ever really had a conflict with each other. I'm not sure. After we finished the eighth track for part one, 
between after we finish part one and before we start part two, we'll do the research on it, and then we'll we'll come back in the uh, part two and bring up what we found. I'll be damned if like they actually were fighting amongst each other. They seem to have always gotten along pretty well. Yeah. Look at the the, the video effects. <laughs> Thank God for advancements in technology because these effects are abysmal. I love this part right here. Taylor Hawkins is a beast, man. I think he's been with the band since like 97. Didn't Dave record their first album all by himself? Yep. They didn't officially become a band until the second record. I'm gonna tell you. A, I'm gonna tell you a quick story after we're done with the eighth track. If we still have some time left. About the the crazy thing about how how he got uh, what snapped him out of you know trying to move on from Kurt's death and and to get into making music again. I love that Rhapsody voice. He hasn't lost it over the years either. Oh yeah. tracks monkey wrench you remember this track I think I do. this is from their this is from their second record from 97 damn that's a, okay that's gonna be an old track but it's one of their it's one of their most well known but that was times like these with could you hear could you hear some similarities between that and waiting on a war I did yeah I saw some similarities in there yeah it's uh it's kind of hard to explain but like you if you listen to Waiting on a War, that's instantly what I think about is this track. Alright, let's go ahead and get on to uh, the eighth track, which is Monkey Wrench. And then we'll go ahead and end this part one, but let's get on to Monkey Wrench. Yeah, another ad. Not sponsored, whatever this is. Another, I kind of want to go to the water park now. Another non-skippable ad. Yeah, it's bullshit. So apparently Dave wrote this song because of, uh, at the time, I think it was because of 
him and his then wife uh, actually getting a divorce. Oh wow! Something like that. What is this music? <laughs> Oh, I know what that was. That elevator music, I know what that was. That was Big Me that was playing. From their first album. I recognized it. What have we done with the song was in Guitar Hero too. You gotta give it up to Guitar Hero for shaping on power. Definitely. You're gonna get some insane lyrics uh, towards like the latter half of the song. I like how they're all standing at the door looking in. What do you do when all your enemies are friends? Classic rock, man. From a rock band from the late 90s. Got <clears throat> spit on the door. Here it is right here. One last thing before I quit. I never wanted any more than I could fit into my head. I still remember every single word you said and all the shit. How can I not let this thing? There's one thing that comforts me since I was always gay. Yeah. <laughs> They're all trying to get in. <laughs> You're not supposed to see your doppelgangers. Falling, falling, 
Wasn't that insane? Yeah, the last half of that song, shit. <laughs> I told you those lyrics were coming up, didn't I? Yeah. All the way building up to that fucking scream. Oh, man. We're at 41 minutes in part one. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll definitely be able to get the other half in now. Definitely in time, because this one took like 10 minutes longer than it should have for some reason. I have no idea why. It's probably because of the music videos. Because they all had like delayed starts and everything. But uh how are you feeling about the first half of this album that we've listened to? I'm really liking it, man. Like the first half has some of the most memorable food fighter fighter songs. You got Best of You, The Pretender, Learner Fly, Everlong. Like, damn man, I wonder if the second half is gonna be better. I think the first half the first eight songs are probably gonna be my favorite compared to the second half, because I don't think anything could top Learner Fly, Best of You, The Pretender, and Everlong. You gotta have some real great tracks to top that. Yeah, believe it or not, like I had, um, we still had like a good 15 minutes or so to record, so I'm just gonna say this one last thing. I remember a long time ago, whenever, uh, whenever I listened to the band quite a bit, and me and Tony would listen to them all the time, you know, because we were really big into Nirvana and then Foo Fighters and all these other bands. But I remember we would listen to them a lot, and I would, I would have a lot of moments where I would dream where I could see them in concert. Which I still haven't yet, but I'm hoping one of these days that I actually can get to see them at least once. But uh, I remember I, was ha- I had a dream one day where I would get to see them in concert and the two songs that I would hear right before the closing of the show would be Learn to Fly. And then the last song that I always envisioned listening to would be uh, My Hero before they clo- as their last song. That's that's just something I've always like uh, thought about, and I've always dreamed like what it would be like, you know, actually going to one of these concerts. Because uh, Taylor Hawkins, who's the drummer for the band, he says uh, he quoted something not too long ago where it said uh, what he he described what a Foo Fighters show is like in concert, and it's like this is these are literally his words. He he said being at a Foo Fighters concert is like quote unquote being in a fucking fist fight for three hours. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man, that's 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 crazy. But um, we're gonna go ahead and end this part one uh, for this greatest hits album. We're actually gonna do some research on that fourth record because I really want to do figure out uh, exactly what was up with production because I, I know I know they don't like that album. I think the least. So uh, I want to I want to figure out like what actually went on. But um, we want to thank you all for listening to this part one. We're going to take a little short break, and then we'll be right back for part two to finish this thing off. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is going to be part two of the Greatest Tits album from Foo Fighters. Um, 
if we have some time afterwards, we we did do the we did do a little research about the production of their fourth album, One by One. Uh, there was a lot of shit going on with that one, but um, we don't want to waste too much time. We want to be sure to get all these last eight tracks in uh, before the hour mark. So uh, if we have some time left over, we'll tell you um, as much as we can remember from what we read. But let's go ahead and get into track number nine, and this is Big Me. The track is called Big Me, and it's on their first record. This is when uh, Dave was, you know, doing all the instruments and recording and vocals and everything all by himself before they officially became a group. It's a short song too. It's only like a, it's only like a two-minute, thirteen-second song. Sorry about the ad that you probably hear. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. probably just peace was here. See, this is that tune that was playing in the elevator. I want to say, um, so you want to know the inspiration that got Dave to get up and actually uh, find his groove again and actually start making music after Kirk died? He was pretty lost whenever his friend died, and he was kind of unsure what to do what to do with himself. But I remember he was uh, I was watching an, an interview with him, and he said the thing that snapped him out of it was he decided that he had had enough and he just wanted to get away from everything for for a while. So he went. He went to Ireland, I think he said, and he was in the middle of he was in the middle of like the forest, like on a road, and he was in the middle of nowhere. There was like no one else even remotely around him. And then he said, out of the blue, he saw a random guy walking on the side of the road that was wearing a Kurt Cobain shirt. And he said, at that moment, that's when he realized that he that he had to do something. It was. <laughs> Two minutes and twelve seconds. It's actually a popular song, though, believe it or not. Because their first album was 95. 1995. Okay. So that was Big Me. That's actually a really good song. Even though it's a lot different sounding compared to, you know, their later work. That That's where it all began. You know, he, uh... Whenever he came back from that trip, he started recording some demos that he had had, and it eventually just turned into this, and then it just kind of grew at that point. All right, let's move on to track number 10. This is called Breakout. This song was actually featured in that Jim Carrey movie, Me, Myself, and Irene, which is one of my favorite comedy movies ever. Uh, It's actually on the soundtrack of the movie, and it actually briefly plays in the movie in a certain scene. 
And this this song was on their third album, There's Nothing Left to Lose, from 1999. But let's get into track number 10. It's called Breakout. After another ad, we are not sponsored by Geico. You've got car See, we have my middle finger here, and then we have my foot here. It's another little delayed start from the music video. familiar <laughs> this is so freaking random sorry that's a little bit of a delayed start There it is. I like how they actually promoted it in the movie. that movie. I miss playing air hockey. Watching me crawl away. Try again. Midget from Come on. Oh, that's uh, that's that's Tony Cox. He's actually an actor. Oh, those are those are the two actors from the movie. It took me it took me a minute to hit to get it. There's a lot of the actors in this in this uh this music video from the movie. Yeah. 
I'm seeing that dude jump in the freaking crowd, and it's giving me flashbacks to that concert, to that Escape the Fake concert. I know, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> when, that, when that one chick got so pissed off, because <laughs> he just like molly whopped the fuck out of her across the face <laughs> with his foot. <laughs> I'll go watch this movie again sometime. Woo! That is such a great song. Ugh. Okay, now we're going to move on to track number 11. This song is called Long Road to Ruin. I actually really, I'm really, really fond of this song. Because, like, um, it's not like a, like a heavy, heavy song. It's like, um, Grohl, like Dave Grohl actually, uh, he doesn't scream in this song. He actually like sings, sings, sings in a way. And, uh, it's off of their sixth album. Um, the same album with Pretender. It's uh, Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Uh, this it's one of the softer songs in the album, but it's really fucking good. Let's get into it. We're going to listen to Long Road to Ruin, track number 11. After another fucking ad. Miller Lite has more taste and only one more calorie than Michelob Ultra. One. Not sponsored. Here we go. Let me know what you think of this, because I don't know if you've heard this before, but... uh. You like his singing? I do, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> they have the weirdest videos, man. Listen to 
No turning back, don't turn that page Come now, I'm leaving here tonight Come now, let's leave it all behind The price you pay Running through hell, everything can wait Wait, do you see how the video ends? That's what's gonna get you. You're gonna be like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a great song though? That was a good one, man. Yeah. Yeah, so even though like that that was that was a softer tone from them, Dave's vocals damn sure made up for it. Like he 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 looked like he was really like putting some emotion into that, you know? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I love that song. I can imagine someone like I can imagine hearing that at the end of a TV show too. You know? Like after it's been running for a while, sorry, my eyes are watered for some reason. Ugh. Okay, now we're gonna move on to track number twelve. It's from. It's called "This Is a Call." Uh, this is also from their first record from '95. It's three minutes and fifty-four seconds, so it is longer than Big Me was. After another ad. Yeah, Carfax commercial, not sponsored. It's a craft commercial, not sponsored. Okay, now we're on This Is A Call. Those drums, man. <laughs> you know, to be able to record the whole album by itself I can't imagine, like, all the fucking shit that was probably going through his head. I know. Having to, like, do... When he was doing everything. So, um, imagine, like, recording everything and, like, all, having to sync everything together. I know. You record everything. You have to go back. You have to edit out all the bad parts. You have to mix it. You have to mix it just right to where everything matches up. And you gotta record all the instruments too. And that's why it's good to have a band. Is because, you know, everyone can have their own can have their own instrument. And it makes it a lot easier to record when everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. I mean I know Dave knew what he was doing. But I'm sure it must have been stressful as hell. Well it's nice to have a band only if you and your band actually get along on a thing. 
and we'll get into that talk with one by one after we finish uh, these last eight tracks. The drums are fucking awesome. That's what I love about like albums from the nineties, especially a lot of the punk, the pop punk albums, but the punk albums from the uh, the nineties. Yeah. Just had this like raw sound to it. <clears throat> like Green Day, they definitely put fighters and fall off big time like Green Day. They actually kept going and were uh, you know more successful. I'm like tapping my foot to this drum beat. This was track one from their first album. I'm loving that, that background, man. Yeah, that riff that's playing in the background. Dude, the fucking drums. The drums have been like the fastest thing in this song next to the riffs. an epic ass track okay so this is uh, 13 right here okay so track 13 this is the track Skin and Bones and apparently this is from their album Skin and Bones which was uh, from 2006 I believe uh, I don't know if I've I don't remember if I've actually listened to this song I can't remember it's four minutes long, so let's go ahead and get into it. Skin and Bones. After another ad. Actually, yeah. Hello, Colgate. Also not sponsored. Shark is gonna be kind of low. I think it's because it's a live version. Yeah. I hate that YouTube does that. With, I know. With a lot of music videos, it just suppresses the audio so goddamn much, man. I know, it's annoying. That's why I like listening to songs on Spotify more. I mean, honestly, like, after this song, we can... Well, not even this one. Nah, we can, we can probably make do. 
you can make do with the rest of this record. A little bit. There, I have to turn it up a little bit. That's okay now, right? I don't know if this is what the song actually sounds like though, or, or if this is just because that this is from a live, you know, live event that was called Skin and Bones. So this was a year after In Your Honor, which is where Best of You was from, and it's a year before where, uh, where The Pretender was. So it's like right in the middle. <clears throat> it's so weird, like <laughs> with it live. It is. This was just a bad upload on, you know, that that on YouTube part of or what? Like, I have no idea. Yeah, I have a copy of it. starting to pick up. Starting to really get that energy going now. Yep. Where was this whole damn show? Alright. Like I said, I don't know if it's just... I don't know if this is the only version of this. Wait, now it's gonna end, though. At the very end, we actually get to hear the audio properly? That's not fair. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually the only version, though. That's the only thing. It's. I don't know. Like, I really don't know, but... uh. Well, Skin and Bones, I mean, that, the ending was great. Yeah, yeah, from what we could hear, yeah. Yeah, like, it was too quiet to really even hear. You have to come back and maybe do that one sometime. Or listen to it, like, off off episode and give our thoughts on it later. If we ever do another episode about Foo. Alright, track 14. So these are the three that were, uh, that were unreleased tracks that were released for this record. Uh, this first one is called Wheels. So this wasn't on an album. This was the album that it was introduced on. So uh, this is track 14. It's called Wheels. After another fucking ad. Not sponsored. 
at Starbucks Coffee Zone. Get ready. Not sponsored. You've never heard this before, right? No, never. Yeah, so uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this as we're listening to it. I love this song. Cover this song too. Flash before my eyes. I think I could cover this song really good. I looked into the sky. Well, I want something better, man. I wish for something new. Something beautiful. Sounds great. It's all over. There's another round for you. Listen to this guitar right here. Listen to this section right here.
great wasn't it that was an unreleased track that didn't get released until this greatest hits album came out that's something you could just chill out to it's a very relaxing song wasn't it yeah it's got some good lyrics in there too and I like the lyric where he said uh, broken hearts will men." okay yeah I, I love that song I have a lot of history with that song and I remember uh, back in 2009 when this album first came out. I was one. Of the, I was. I felt like I, in my heart, I felt like I was one of the first ones to buy it. And also because it had some unreleased tracks on there. So uh, any chance to jump in new music is between their sixth album and their seventh album, which was 2011. This is a four-year gap between albums. So this is when like I was still craving more music from them. So this this was directly in between that time frame because. Echo, Silence, Patience, and Grace was 2007, and Wasting Light was 2011. This was 2009, so this is like right in the middle. And it had three unreleased tracks on there, so I was like eager to get it so I can listen to it. But I love that track, though. Like I'm, I, I adore that track. Well, now let's move on to track number 15. This one's called Word for Word. Uh, Dave, I think in the past mentioned that this song was written for a, a friend of his that died. Uh, I think shortly uh, they recorded this shortly after he died I can't remember his name is Jimmy I think but uh, he, he made this song for his friend and uh, I want to see if you like this one better than Wheels or if you think Wheels is better than this one let's, let's get into it word for word oh no ad <laughs> yeah it's a first in this whole freaking episode Probably like an hour and 15, 20 minutes into this thing already. I wouldn't say that. Well, well, off to a soft start. Soft start. Nothing left to lose. <laughs> I'm glad you said that it would be a soft song and I'm just like uh, I don't know
It does. I bet you the reason you might like Wheels better, and this is just my opinion, but let me see if I can get it right. It wasn't because of the tone or the rhythm of that track. It was just because that it was different. It was different, but it was, but you knew it was them. It's kind of like how we felt with Medicine at Midnight, about how that was completely different from what they had done, but you, could, you knew it was still them. Three minutes into part two. After this, we only got one more to go. I know you hear that line a lot, but then I started thinking about uh, I started thinking about Creed Why? with uh, with What If because that because that line gets repeated like a thousand times in the whole track. I Creed. <laughs> remember the track What If? I don't want to remember anything Creed related right now. <laughs> well, we're gonna do an episode on it, so you better fucking remember. <laughs> we're not gonna do it now, but we will in the future. Kind of, we kind of just been putting it off all this time, but uh, good. <laughs> Rest in peace, Creed. <laughs> it was still a good track, though. I mean, um, personally, I do like Wheels just a tad bit better, just because like I don't know, it had like a it had a certain feel to it, and it's like a it's like a, re- a relaxing song. And it's just, it's, you know, it's just a simple song of like, you know, hey, you've been through some stuff, but everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to get better. And the wheels are going to keep turning. You know, just because you hit a roadblock doesn't mean that the road stops, you know. There's other roads. Something yeah. like that, you know. All right. Now we're going to move on to the last track. It's an acoustic version of Everlong. Uh, this this version wasn't released in the past either. Apparently, it was released on this record. Let's go ahead and finish off part two with the acoustic version of Everlong. Yeah, another ad. What are we looking at? Well, whatever it is, not sponsored. Oh yeah. I'm gonna buy you a Shia pet. Ch-ch-ch-chia! <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> you always gotta love when bands do acoustic renditions of their songs. Yeah, it's amazing. We got a new microphone, by the way. It came in like right after we finished part one, and then we had to take some time to actually put it together and do research on that record. 
we'll put it to we'll officially put the new microphone to good use in our in our next episode, which will be episode four. Dave and the acoustic guitar. episode we're going to do which you you know what it is it's the, the two yes. the two things from that one band that everyone will find out about once we actually do it but uh, I, ha- I haven't listened to either one so I have no idea what to expect so that that's going to be interesting we're both going in blind I got my acoustic guitar over there too bad I don't know how to play the song though. I know there's talking in this section. I could all all these years, I can never fully understand what they were saying. I could only make out a couple of words. did we just finished all 16 songs of uh, Foo Fighters greatest hits album from 2009 so uh, obviously we've listened to most of these tracks already some you weren't familiar with but some, most of them you were what do you think about it the greatest hits album that was put together I mean shit it's kind of self explanatory man it's the greatest hits Foo Fighters I 
have ever written, well, up to that point, they have ever written that acoustic version of Everlong just fucking beautiful. That it was. You can't beat Learn to Fly, The Pretender, Best of You, like, damn, dude. <laughs> it took me back to, like, it took me back to 2008, 2009 days. Where this was the this was the time that I was always into Foo Fighters. I still love them today. I mean, I have I have their records. I have the greatest hits album sitting right next to me, right here. I got Medicine at Midnight over there on my on my CD shelf. I still listen to them today. I got a poster up right there behind it. <laughs> That's taken from nineteen their third album from nineteen ninety nine. And on the poster right there, it says Jesus is my airbag. <laughs> But um, <clears throat> yeah, well, we got well, we still got a couple minutes left. Us, uh, so about that album, uh, their fourth record, one by one. I read all the stuff to you about uh, all, a lot of the stuff that was going on about how there's so much crap going on during production of this record, where there was tension between all the members, and there was even one point where. They got so fed up, frustrated, they actually scrapped the entire album the year it was supposed to come out. And they took a little bit of time off, and then they got back together and redid the whole thing from scratch. And they would get into fights, and it even got so bad to the point where they actually thought about disbanding. And then not to mention all the money they spent on the first recording of the album, just to say, you know what, fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah, they spent a million, a million. to to record the to record the uh, the ten tracks of the original version that the album was. And I remember reading something that Dave said, where it's like uh, all the money spent on the first uh, on the first ten tracks of the the original recording of the album. So take, for example, All My Life. We spent a million dollars to create that track, and it sounded like complete shit. And we go and record the song again in my basement with our own equipment and things, and it sounds like pure gold. Yeah. And I thought that was like some bitter fucking irony. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. But there, there's, there's a lot more than what we're saying, but like there... But in general, I'm pretty sure everyone has a, has kind of an idea of uh, some of the stuff that was going on. There was a lot of crap that was going on during production of that album. And uh, I think I think as of today, I think they still think uh, it's the one album that they all dislike the most. Just because of, I guess, all the troubles they went through with uh, the process of going through to make it. Yeah. Like, can you, you know how pissed off I would be if, you know, like, after making... 10 tracks for our next record and then the year it was supposed to come out we all end up just scrapping the whole thing and restarting it over from scratch I would have been pissed <laughs> so yeah we spent a million dollars on this record but you know what it's not good enough because it doesn't sound like us it sounds like another it sounds like another another band playing our songs and it doesn't sound like us so fuck it <laughs> scrapped it and they redid it again that's some dedication right there I'm sure they were happy when it was finally done but I bet you like they it left a bad taste in their mouth yeah. the rest of their career even till today 
Yeah, that, that was some shit, man. Oh, man. But uh, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap this up. You got anything else you want to say before we end? No, man. Pretty much sums it up. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and end uh, episode three of season six. We hope you all enjoyed. And we'll see you all in episode four. Thank mm-hmm. you.